Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today is Sharman Ahmed, currently working as a talent and performance management head at Pedilite Industries Limited. Hello Sharman, thank you for joining us today. Thanks Archit for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. Likewise. So just to give a little bit of context to our listeners, could you please take us through your career journey so far? Sure. So I started my career in a small IT services company uh, based in Bangalore. I was running uh, foreign branches for them so you know employees keep going out all the time and the business was expanding so i was in charge of uh, putting in place uh, their new branches from a hr perspective i did that for about 3 years and then i moved to a different industry which was mining and i was involved in uh, running a few hr processes for um, the mining business of, of aditya birla group and also was involved in setting up a few new units uh, thereafter i moved to the apparel retail industry and i was leading hr um, for the west zone of pantaloons uh, i was leading a fairly large team there so you know great learning experience uh, did that for about a little more than 2 years mm. then i moved to Uh, my current employer spitlight industries limited uh, as hrbp for their consumer products division one of the largest ones and uh, after having spent some time uh, doing the hrbp role i've just moved into uh, about a year ago i moved into this role of uh, leading the talent and performance assessment for the spitlight group amazing like i must say quite a bunch of the companies that you worked with and that's very inspiring so as you said that you have been in this uh, industry for a while so how do you evaluate the effectiveness of performance management i mean now that you started working with performance management like how do you sure. do the effectiveness of it like how do we make a program effective in the real sense for the employees that the outcome is actually visible sure i think uh, you know one of the primary objectives of a performance management program irrespective of the industry or irrespective of the organization is you know the primary motive is to one help the employee improve their performance year on year and thereby you know it all gets together and and the the team improves its performance and the division and therefore the organization it improves its performance year on year unfortunately most of our our performance management programs have kind of been dumbed down to a salary revision exercise but i think uh, you know we we have kind of lost sight of the fact that a performance management program is focused on improve helping the employee improve their performance and that's the objective okay the salary revision bit as is an outcome of it you know which which also is attached right so so uh, that's one second i think a very important part of any performance management program is to give at the end of the program a very good insight to an individual on what are the things he does well right and what are the things that he needs to focus on and improve so that he grows in his career he does better uh, better in his current job yeah, and and progresses 
I think to my mind, these are, you know, the two uh, very important aspects of any performance management program, apart from, you know, other sort of um, uh, focus areas, which could be driving the right behavior, incentivizing the right behavior. Some organizations also um, sort of uh, during the performance management exercise, evaluate the organizational values, the, whether the employee is displaying the org values or not. All right. So that's also uh, sometimes driven through the performance management program. Yeah. And very rightly that you mentioned that, you know, the salary improvement takes over everything. So that's also something that we need to really work upon and, you know, give its due credit to the, the, you know, these programs that, okay, they are meant to be more than this. Yeah. As you've been working, you've been leading a team. So what strategies you have adopted, you know, to motivate the employees that the actual performance goals that you have set for them or what is expected after them gets reached, like gets realized? Sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the question, uh, Archit. So I was lucky enough to lead a fairly large team about, I think, uh, 28 people were part of the HR team when I was working with Pantaloons. And I think a couple of strategies uh, that I kind of adopted uh, for the team was, um, first one is give them absolute clarity on their goals. What is it that they are required to do? What is it they are supposed to do for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year? Right. So right at the beginning of the year, we used to have a goal setting exercise for the function. What is it that we plan to achieve you know, for the function? And therefore, in each of the geographies, what are the teams going to drive right? and break it down then at an individual level? So that was, uh, you know, the first thing that we did, which, which was to ensure goal clarity. The second thing uh, we did was uh, periodic reviews. And uh, luckily, you know, some of the performance of the HR functions was very metricized. It was very metric driven. So so we got the HR function was uh, evaluated on metrics such as attrition, such as manpower cost, and even customer facing metrics such as customer satisfaction with the service in the stores, customer satisfaction with the billing. And wherever in any store it used to kind of uh, go down, we used to sort of, uh, you know, ask questions, try to understand the root cause and maybe, you know, take steps. So I think, um, you know, periodic reviews also help, you know, the team members stay focused on uh, what the goal is and third is rewarding the right behavior right so i ensured that whenever somebody went beyond their uh, role and and delivered something within the timelines or or did better on the timelines or did a cost saving exercise they were recognized on a on a largish platform right so these were a couple of the strategies that i used to motivate my team and drive their performance amazing so my next question is taken up from your words itself that you said that you always make sure that whosoever went ahead was like the performance was recognized. So in your journey, did you come across any sort of like anecdote where you felt that, okay, people are now having issues over performance and like, do you have any that sort of anecdote that you would like to share or, you know, what if like employees want or have issues over the performance? Like how would you deal with such a situation? So I'll, I'll give you two examples and, you know, the, the outcomes were different. Uh, so there was one team member that I had uh, who was in charge of talent acquisition, right? And especially in the retail industry, it's an extremely fast-paced industry. And if the HR wasn't doing the job, then the stores would lose revenue because either the required number of people were not there or they did not have the required training and orientation to do their job properly, in which case, you know, we would lose customers, we would lose billing, right? So uh, this individual, I realized that over a period of time, there is a capability gap compared to what the job demands and what the where the individual was. I tried in the first instance to give feedback 
to uh, work on a development plan for the individual to you know work out very specific one two three focus areas that the individual should focus on and give him some time to improve unfortunately the improvement didn't happen and then you know i had to have another conversation with him which was our last conversation you know in the professional relationship in another scenario there was a store manager who uh, was kind of struggling uh, with performance and we realized that he uh, you know wasn't getting along uh, with his team right so in that instance we uh, you know sent one member of my team to hold uh, you know a sort of a focus group discussion with the team members to understand what the root cause was and you know then certain behavioral issues etc kept coming up which were actually the the store manager wasn't aware of it was his blind side right so then we gave feedback to the store manager we also went ahead and designed and executed a team building program uh, which involved both the parties and then we could see that over a period of time the bonding improved and hence the business numbers improved right so these are some of the ways in which we've uh, you know handled uh, performance or the lack of it amazing so now that you know every company has their own ways of communicating towards to their employees what is expected out of them so now that you've been leading this sector or this particular department how do you communicate your employees or your team that this is what is expected out of you or this is what is the goal that has been set for this particular period of time sure sure i think uh, we've uh, you know very uh, what we've been able to do is make it very transparent so you know at at probably some point of time there was the information wasn't available equally to everybody okay there was non democratization what we've done consciously is and with the advent of technology leverage technology to ensure that everybody has visibility of their own performance okay and and what are the performance benchmarks for them and they themselves then can realize whether they are meeting their performance benchmarks or not so we've got dashboards we've got employee login pages which, which very transparently tell them uh, where they are uh, at any point of time in in during the year vis-a-vis their targets where they stand okay and you know when when one of them breaches the tolerance levels the manager then immediately goes ahead intervenes you know has a feedback conversation and if there's any obstacle busting to be uh, to be done the manager goes ahead and do it so that's how i think you know and and you know technology has been um, very very helpful in in enabling us to do this to to give real time data visibility to all employees and their supervisor and ensure that they're having an open conversation about what they need to do to improve rather than whether this number is accurate or not now the news mentioned technology i would really like to like take a little ahead and ask you about a little bit of hr trends that we have been seeing lately in the sector so you we when we talk about technology we also talk about dei that is diversity equity and inclusion so i hope uh, and would want to know that how does your organization you know inculcate all these trends that have been happening and how do you guys take it ahead for your sure sure so pedalite is equal opportunity employer and we take that very seriously right so we have a number of um, we have a stated policy which says that everybody is welcome in the organization as they are right so so that's the status policy we also have a few um few we made policy changes to enable our female employees to be able to uh, you know exceed their uh, 
entitlements when they travel. So if, you know, instead of public transport, they want to take a taxi, you know, the policy allows for that. If um, uh, they, if they're staying in a particular hotel and, you know, they uh, feel that uh, the probably the security standards aren't the best, they can exceed their entitlement and go ahead for a for a better, uh, better hotel. Uh, and apart from that, uh, ensuring that we have programs for working mothers and, you know, supporting them for them to meet their dual responsibilities, whether it is in terms of flexible working, whether it is in terms of allowing them uh, sabbaticals so that, you know, they extend their maternity leave and, you know, spend time if they so wish. At the same time, ensuring that their progression in the organization or the assessment of their performance for the period that they were with us, all of that doesn't get impacted. So we've, through our policy frameworks and extensive employee communication, enabled diversity and at the same time said that we are an equal opportunity employer and equity is totally important. So the performance benchmarks, irrespective of gender or or any other so-called classifiers, stays the same. Right. But the organization will go a step ahead and try to enable and support in whatever phase of life you are. Amazing. And I hope we get to see more such organizations. So definitely kudos to be delight for keeping all the good work. So as we move towards the end of this podcast, any last piece of advice you would want to give to the budding HR professionals who are, you know, on the verge of starting their career or maybe transitioning or anything? Uh, probably uh, two bits of <laughs> advice. Makes me feel like a grandfather. So two bits of advice. Uh, one is uh, when they're when uh, you know young HR professionals are making career choices. Many a times I see um, that uh, their choices are driven by compensation being the primary concern. I'm not ruling out compensation. You know that is important. But more than the driver of the decision, compensation is hygiene to my mind. Yeah. So during the initial uh, at least five to seven years of one's career, one should look to diversify one's experience, whether it is by virtue of uh, working in different industries or by virtue of working in different HR sub-functions. For example, if you did your first role in, uh, as say, HRBP, next role you do in corporate HR in learning and development, third role you probably do in performance or a talent or, or you know employee engagement or any other function. It's very important to have diverse experiences. If, say, your first role you do in the in the corporate office, next role you please ensure that you go into in a factory on a very employee-facing role. Uh, that's when you get to understand how business happens, okay? What are the drivers of the business? And where that helps is that whenever you, you are talking to business, if you talk their language, acceptability of your ideas and acceptable acceptability of you as a member of the larger team is much more right so so that's one second is that hr professionals um sometimes get so busy with their work that uh, they tend to have a very narrow view of the function okay so so they tend to only be aware of what's happening in their function in in the organization that they're working for and there's something i call sharpening the axe so one should always consciously go out and understand what's happening in the larger world in in the hr space right so listen to podcasts podcasts such as this one listen you know go and view youtube videos um uh, go and attend conferences or maybe you know read books that you also know what where the world is heading okay and and that external perspective is i think it broadens the horizons and it really adds value and there's something that i 
also tell my team members i i tell my other colleagues and i myself try to practice so shabani the ads and broadening your horizon is the other uh, pieces of advice that we received from shadman ahmed and with this we come to the end of the episode of this podcast so thank you shadman for joining us today and taking time i'm really really glad that we could it find it was an absolute pleasure archit to be able to you know answer your questions and i hope people find this useful definitely okay thank you